0: Hey, we have some parentals in the room, so uh, first of all, let's welcome them. Welcome, parental units. Um, I wanna say that um, I understand the weight of tonight, okay? And and I'm not taking tonight lightly in any way, and so, It's never my intent for what I say to alienate or offend. But I know that in my own life, the gospel and scripture has offended me. I've I've read it and I've gone, what? I don't like that. And I've had to wrestle with that. And maybe some of that might happen tonight. That's okay. This is a safe place to wrestle with what this says, okay? I'm gonna do everything I can tonight not to give you my opinion. Everybody's got one, you don't need mine. But what I am gonna do is point you to what the word says and how you can apply it to your life. Okay, so just know that. know that it's been heavy on me leading up to tonight. And that I I don't take this conversation that we're having tonight and the conversation that we're gonna have next week lightly at all. And if there are moments after tonight that you have more questions, that you wanna follow up, that you want to sit down and talk over this, I'm I'm game, let me know, okay? Homosexuality, lesbian, sex, pornography, adultery. There's most of the words, I just got them all out, okay? So when we get to there, in a little bit, it's not weird. You just heard them all, okay? We don't have to have like a moment when I say one of them. (laughs) Did you hear what that youth guy said? We don't have to do that, I just said them all, okay? Um, so I just wanted to, I just want to start there, lighten things up. Um, God, the creator, the designer of all things, designed a way for you, you, to be with him forever. And humanity messed that up. We did our own thing, even after being told not to, and we messed it up. But he made a way for us to be reconciled again. Even though we didn't deserve that, he made a way through his son for us to be reconciled to the Father again. This God, this creator, this designer, Designed everything. If you were here with us before Christmas break, we talked about creation. We talked about this God who is a designer. He designed all of it. And ultimately, his creation points back to himself. And if he designed everything, what's that mean he designed? You! You! He designed you and He designed me. He designed everything. He designed you and He designed me. And ultimately, God as the designer designed us to point people back to Himself. Romans 8, 28. Look, I'm gonna use a lot of scripture tonight. And we'll probably post this on our social media later because it's not on the screen for you tonight. A lot of you are taking notes on your phone or on your notebook. Great. There's gonna be a lot. Okay. Um, Romans 8:28 says that we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God the designer designed all things including you and he designed it in a way that was good for you and that would ultimately bring him glory. Jeremiah 29:11 says I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope And a future. God's design ultimately is for your good and for His glory. We need to grasp that tonight. God's design is for your good and for His glory. The designer put things in place to help us with this because we're not very good at it. Things uh, easy to point out are the Ten Commandments, right? Like, hey, don't kill each other, right? Because it's better for you. It's it's for your good that you not just off somebody. And so he, he puts some parameters together. Hey, not only should you not have other gods before me, don't, don't go around killing everybody. It's not good. It's not good for this creation that I've made. We follow these commandments and again, it's for your good and it's for his glory. And this designer also designed things for you. We've talked about the design of marriage. If you've been with us before the break, we're answering your questions. We've talked about the design of marriage and the design of marriage that he put together, which is for your good and for his glory, would be that a man and woman come together for life, that they would make a commitment with God for life. That is his design of marriage. And ultimately that design is for your good. And that design is for his glory. Matthew nineteen five says, "'A man will leave his father and mother "'and be united with his wife, "'and the two will become one flesh.'" And then there's a scripture that makes things really hard. Luke 9.23 says this. If you're writing things down, write Luke 9.23. It says, whoever wants to be my disciple has to deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Because I think it's real easy to look at this tonight without the idea of he's the designer and what he wants is for my good and for his glory and look at it in light of what do I want? Because when we look at what this verse says, we have to lay down as followers of him, we have to lay down what we want. And we have to take up his cross. And what he calls us to. And there's a lot of friction there, right? Right? Because that's not like, woo. Because we're really selfish. At least I am. I can't speak for y'all. Y'all may be not at all. But like me, oh, I had a four and a half hour delay today and I was shook. Are you kidding me? And then, like a moment after that, I had hot coffee in a chair in the sky with Wi-Fi. What? But I was all sad, poor little me, poor selfish me. And we do that all the time, don't we? And this verse tells us to lay down what we want and to take up this cross daily and follow him. And as we move into this topic tonight, you know, we're talking about your questions, your questions that you sent in, it's interesting. We talk about this whole topic of sexuality. Nobody sent a single question on porn addiction. I find that very interesting among a generation that has the highest porn addiction rate. So that's just food for thought. As we get into this and as we get into how our culture has skewed this whole topic, I want you to know that that's included in the topic tonight. We talk about adultery, because that's a question we got. What is adultery? It's any kind of sexual act outside of a biblical marriage between a man and a woman. It's any kind of sexual act. And what we want to do is we want to put things off that, oh no, this isn't that and this isn't that. No. It's any kind of sexual act outside of a biblical marriage between a man and a woman and God for life. So that's porn. That's being sexually active before you're married, when you're dating. That's being unfaithful. That's cheating on a spouse. And then, I know we're heavy here. Stay with me. Then we read what Jesus says. Because Jesus goes even further. Matthew 5, he says, I tell you, anyone that even looks lustfully has already committed adultery in their heart. So, What we wanna do is we wanna make it very much about this physical thing. You know what Jesus does? Jesus is concerned with your heart. This is a heart thing too. He says, I want what's best for you. You you hear that tonight? Jesus wants what's best for you. And God has designed this beautiful thing in a way for you and your partner to run this race together, ultimately for your good and for his glory. It's one of the 10 commandments. It's the sixth one. Don't commit adultery. Again, God put these commandments in place for your good and for his glory. The unfortunate part doesn't look like culture seems to be catching on with all this, right? They seem to be the furthest from. So where does that leave you? Where does that leave you? Because if you look to other places, TikTok, all of the socials, your friends, maybe even parents or friends' parents, people are so far away on this topic from what this says. But Philippians 3 says this, Philippians 3.20, our citizenship, follower of Jesus, our citizenship is not here. Philippians 3 says our citizenship is in heaven. And so While I know that some of the things that are gonna be discussed tonight, uh, you're gonna have to wrestle with. In this room, out of this room, with one another, individually, I get that. He doesn't call you to citizenship here. He calls you to the very opposite. Your citizenship is not here. He doesn't like try and ease into it. Oh, hey, by the way. May, there may be some times where it doesn't make sense. He doesn't ease into it. I've been at the border. This verse means totally different to me after the last two days. Citizenship. Ours is not here as followers of God. I wanna remind you, I know this is like still my introduction, sorry. I want to remind you that um, some of y'all, you're going to get mad at me because <laughs> um, we're not going to finish tonight. Uh, this is definitely a two-parter, okay? Um, we're going to talk more tonight about the homosexuality side of the conversation and next week more about the identity side of the conversation, okay? Okay? There's no way I can cram that in to tonight and still have sixth graders in the room that know what's happening, okay? Love y'all, okay? Front row tonight, love it, okay? Okay, um, and students, this is really where I, I can't decide it for you. This is really where the reality of scripture being truth is going to be played out in your culture. It's going to be an opportunity for you to live out the reality of scripture being truth. And look, I started with it because I need you to know this. This is a safe place for you to wrestle with scripture being truth. When I was in youth group, I don't think I had that. I don't think I had a safe place to wrestle with what this said and how it applied to my life. That's why I'm so passionate about D group, because you all get together on Sunday nights and some of y'all come with like pages of I have wrestled with this this week and we need to talk about it. It's not something I'm gonna shy away from. And maybe you're wrestling with it right now. Maybe like you come into the room right now, you already know the topic and you're just like waiting. I'm gonna get him. He's gonna say something wrong. Okay. This is a safe place for you to wrestle, okay? Um, You're among friends. So fellow wrestlers, I welcome you to test it. I welcome you to study it and question it and search for answers in it. Because if it's true, you have to decide that. If it's true, it's very clear on this topic. And so you've got to make that decision for yourself. If it's true, it's very clear on this topic. That doesn't make it easy but it makes it true. Many times following Jesus isn't easy, and the topic that we're talking about tonight is a difficult one. I wanna read 1 Corinthians 6, 19. I hate that it's not up there. This is uh, 6, 18, 19, and 20. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. If you're wrestling with this tonight, I encourage you to write this passage down. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. The questions that you sent in really have kind of divided into two groups. The first group is you. Everyone say me. You. That's the first group of questions that we're gonna get to tonight. The second group we're gonna get to. Love them, we'll get there. The second group of questions is others. I can't tell you the countless questions we got in about your friends or your family being in this community. And how do we do that? And what does that look like? We're gonna get to that next week. But tonight we're gonna talk about you. The question we got repeatedly didn't even have words. And I got it so many times I quit keeping tally. And the question was LGBTQ question mark. That was it. And we got it. Every single week, multiple times from multiple different sources. And so we're going to unpack some of that. I feel like we've already tonight set a good baseline for that. For that anything outside of God's design ultimately is sin. The Bible is very clear. So we're going to, we're going to lean into that we're gonna lean into some of the other questions. Some of the other questions you sent in are, can I be bisexual and still follow God? Do I have to be straight to make it to heaven? What should I do if I think I'm LGBTQ, but I don't want to be? You know, there are times where I really really wish Ephesians 4.29 was not in the Bible. Ephesians 4.29, Psalm 34.13, oh, the countless times in my life that I wish that it didn't say, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs so that it may benefit those who listen. The amount of times that I wish it didn't say, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Because sometimes, you can ask the people that are closest to me, Meredith will not lie to you. I have interns in the room. Sometimes I talk before I think about it. And it makes me feel so good. It does. I get worked up, and I need to say things about it. And I do. I'll be the first to admit, I mess up in this area, and I struggle with the reality that these things are in here. That me, as a follower of God, I have to... I have to look at this and go, God, I wanna honor you even when I'm upset. And I don't like that because it feels good. It feels good when I'm able to just, ah. But ultimately that's for my glory when that happens. And it's not for his creation's good because what I'm doing at that point is I'm putting down his creation. And God's design is for your good and for his glory. And I wanted to say that tonight. Because I think what we wanna do is find some verses in here and go, man, I really wish those weren't in there. Okay, I I wish some things weren't in there too, but they are and they're in there for your good and for his glory. And so we as followers of him, if this is truth, we have to follow it. Regardless if I feel good when I don't have control of my words. And it's not just those two, by the way. You wanna look up scripture about words, you Google that, don't do it right now, I know y'all are thinking about it. There's so many. Ugh, you kidding me? There's so many. And so the question is that am I submitting to this authority? That if I'm following him, am I, am I submitting to this authority and saying, you know what, your design is better. And when I do this, even though it makes me feel good, I'm ultimately hurting your creation and I'm trying to give myself glory and not you glory. Let's get back to your question. Can I be bisexual and still follow God? I think about verses like 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know that wrongdoers will not enter the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither sexually immoral, nor idolaters, uh, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men. It's clear. Hebrews 13, four, marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. There are verses that are broad on this topic and there are verses that are very specific on this topic and there are so many of them. So I encourage you to look into it. I encourage you to wrestle if you're there as someone who's given God my life, the Holy Spirit lives in me and convicts me of sin and moves me to a place of repentance. And as followers of him, we don't celebrate one another's sin. We celebrate, and if you were here Sunday, man, we, 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 we talked all about this on Sunday. We celebrate this reality of repentance. Repentance. Repentance is not a dirty word. We're excited when someone says, hey, this is what's gone on, this is how God has moved me, and I am turning and moving towards him. And we celebrate that. Do I have to be straight to make it to heaven? What should I do if I think I'm LBGTQ and don't want to be? There are many followers of Jesus Maybe no one's ever told you this tonight, so I really want you to stay with me. I know we're getting there. There are many followers of God who wrestle and have wrestled with same-sex attraction, many. You can get their autobiographies, you can read about them, you can study and hear about what God did in their life There are many who have wrestled with same-sex attraction, with porn addiction, with infidelity, and you fill in the blank. Many followers of God who have wrestled with that. And if that's you, if you're here tonight and you're like, man, I'm wrestling with that, I know that I'm a follower of him, but there is this sin that I'm attracted to. First of all, you need to know that God doesn't hate you. church doesn't hate you. Okay? I wanted to say that to you cuz I think I don't want there to be any room for a mixed message here tonight. However, there is a difference. When someone says I'm first a disciple and I'm being tempted in this area, And I am turning to God and asking God for help. And I am repenting of this. And my sin defines me. It's who I am. Y'all tracking with me tonight? There is a huge difference in those two things. Your sin does not define you. Your sin does not define you. Do I have to be straight to make it to heaven? Giving Christ your life, accepting his forgiveness for your sin and following after him, that is what saves you, nothing else. So we talk about this idea of heaven, follow him. The Holy Spirit inside of you will reveal things to you and he will forgive you of your sin and he will push you towards repentance as you follow him. What should I do if I'm LGBTQ and I don't want to be? Whenever you struggle with sin, it can be something we've talked about tonight or something else. I would encourage you, go to God first. Maybe that's scary, maybe that's new, okay. But go to God and say, God, this is what I'm dealing with. I need your help. God, I want to repent of this. Please forgive me. Help me to move on. Then I would encourage you to go to a believer that you trust say this is an area that i'm struggling in right now would you pray for me about this would you help me with this there are so many ways to set up barriers to avoid these temptations be honest with them with people that you trust that love the Lord and who can walk alongside you. I want to read this and I'm going to give you some time in your groups. This is John chapter eight. At dawn, Jesus appeared again in the temple courts where all the people were gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. And the teachers of the law and Pharisees brought in a woman who was caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group, jerks. And they said to Jesus, Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commands us to stone such a woman. What do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing Jesus. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger, and they kept questioning him. He straightened up and said to him, if one of you is without sin, let them throw the first stone at her. Again, he stooped down to the ground and wrote, at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she replied. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. I want you to hear all of that. Not just the part that you wanted to hear. I want you to hear all of that tonight. Not only did Jesus not condemn her, Jesus also spoke to her and said, go now. And sin no more. Let's pray together. Father, I know that this is a very real topic, and that this is hard to wrestle with. So, you got to pray that you would do more than any of us adults in the room could do to point these students to your word. God, would you point them to your word? Would you be so real and alive in their life? Would you search our hearts? You said this is a heart issue. God, search our hearts on this matter. Helps to be open to how the Holy Spirit's leading us. And maybe you're here tonight whole thing is new. This whole idea of God having a design for you that's that's for your good. If that's you tonight and you want to know more about that, man, I encourage you to talk to one of our leaders. Come talk to me. We would love to tell you how God can forgive you and save you. So, over the next few minutes, as we unpack some of this, God, would you help us to be careful with our words? You did not condemn, and so why should we? And would you motivate us to do what your word says, to follow after you? In Jesus' name, amen.